Hey podcasters, I hope you and your family are well and keeping healthy. A big thank you for listening to the show and it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and also write a review. On the show today, I have Luke Johnson, who is Principal Consultant of Double O Consulting. They are a fabulous consultancy that do heaps of work in the agile leadership and teamwork, as well as business analysis space. And so that's the flavor of things that we talk about today. Um, We have a chat about agility and teamwork and just how you might get a team to think through how it works, works and the flow of its work so it can get more control um, to to win, which is what they want to do at the end of the day. They want to achieve their objectives and they want to get the work done. Um, We also have a chat through digital culture and leadership and communication and how that's kind of evolving. Um, The the type of leadership that um, I think works best when you're working with change change projects is something that Luke touches on as well. And he had some really good sort of examples of the types of traits he's seen in leaderships that make um, the programs that they've been working on really rock and roll. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to Luke Johnson, Principal Consultant at Double O. So Luke, how are you? I'm really good, thanks Hilary. Very excited to be here and thanks very much for for picking me as one of your uh, uh, um, guests. Oh, absolutely. That's such a pleasure and great to have you on as well. Um, I've enjoyed working with you and I also think you do some really interesting things. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. And I I guess I quite like to sort of let the listeners know a bit about how we know each other. And I know you because you worked with a team I was working with. Um, It was in a different organization, but, you know, you were pretty instrumental in doing what you do best, which is helping teams make work work better. It's one of the phrases I know you used a lot when you were were talking with me in that particular team. And at your core, since working with you, I know that, you know, you're a very passionate um, business analyst. You're very into agile and leadership and teamwork. And so my question is, why and how did you get into those? So so what is it that really takes you about those areas? Yeah, wow, Jeepers. Um, bit of a bit of, bit of a backstory, I suppose. So, you know, a long, long, long time ago, probably about 20 years ago, I was um, I, I came back from New Zealand after my OE and um, needed to grow up and get a job, that's that, that sort of thing, and worked for a small company called I got a got a job in a small company called CIC Global. And um, I was there. They're a really, really, really cool little company. Um, they were doing some really innovative stuff um, 20 years ago, which is very much mainstream now around um, electricity smart metering. So um, they would um, put these massive <laughs> boxes on um, and, and to connect them to, to, to meters, and they would be able to communicate with um, um, with their back office through this. Okay. Through through. Um, so, so 20 years ago, that that wasn't really being done anywhere um, in, in the world. So it was really, really innovative. So it was really cool. Um, and so I was like number seven or eight into, into that um, into that organisation. And um, um, out, out out of a, like I say, really small seven or eight, seven or eight people, maybe maybe ten people in that organisation. Um, but we did all sorts of different things, right? We were doing um, like software development. We were doing um, we had a, like a help desk. I was, I was, I was there working working um, on, on the help desk. We had marketing 
function, um, firmware development, um, testing. Uh, we had a guy out the back glowing, hot glowing and soldering bits and pieces um, together. We had a CEO. So it was a really <laughs> cool environment for uh, a young um, person to go into because it was like working in a really big organization so you could have all these, access to all these people um, that were yes. doing all these really, really cool things, right? So, um, and so you, because of a small organization, you you sort of you'd sit around on a Friday afternoon and have a few drinks and all that sort of stuff and just question what people were doing. Anyway, so I really really enjoyed working there. Um, so how, how do I how did I get into what I was doing? So I was, as I said, I was working on the on their help desk um, because we, we had a customer facing sort of a, um, um, a function an operation, and um, did that for a for about a year or so and. Um, I, well, we, we had to do this really large project in Christchurch where we were swapping out all the um, prepay electricity meters um, for, for Meridian. Um, and basically, it was a big project, and I got seconded onto that project as a, as a BA. And okay. I didn't know what the hell it was. Um, <laughs> or I didn't really anything, but I thought, you know, I'll just sit doing this help desk type, type thing. Yeah, I'll give you a. And so, and so, for that for that project, I bet this, that I was pretty much just trying to sort out how we were going to do this this big replacement project, um, and so sorting out a bit of process and just getting getting things sorted out. And um, so I really enjoyed it. Um, and what I enjoyed about it was just being part of a change, you know, just mm. being part of being part of something, um, and not just. Um, you know, being on being on the help desk, which was which was interesting because it was all it was quite it was quite um, a lot of variation there. But you know, set, setting off um, on on a journey to achieve a particular outcome and then being part of a team to to do that that has always sort of spun my wheels. Um, and so I was, I was I was I sort of worked as a as a, as a BA. And then following that project, um, I stayed as a BA. So I must have done all right, even though I didn't know what the hell I was meant to be doing. So yes, must um, have. Yeah. And and so, and so for a for a you know for two or, two or three years, um, I, I was a, I was a BA. They, thankfully, they put me on some training, so I got to after having a little bit of experience, I got to work out what I was meant to be doing. Um, so that was that 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 was useful. Um, <laughs> and but, and so um, I was working as a as a as a BA there for a wee while. Very, um, it was a small, small organization, but it was, um, we, we were still very traditional in, in, in the sense that I, I was pretty much interfacing with the software development team. Um, and we were very, we, we took a plan driven approach or a traditional or waterfall approach to our software development. Yes. And what I, what I, yeah, what, what, what I, what I found as a, as a BA was that I kept on, I kept on getting it wrong. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd ask for all these changes to be made and, you know, months later we'd get uh, the, the software containing all these new features and some of them would, would go all right, some of them would, would hit the mark, but a few of them wouldn't. And so I thought that was kind of all my fault. And it wasn't until probably, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe about 12, 18 months, you know, through that, um, go, going through that co constantly, um, where it probably wasn't realised that it might, might not be my fault, and you know, so I got a bit down myself because I wanted to be successful and, and do a yes. good job and all that stuff. 
And really what was happening and what I what I've sort of realized, you know, now is what, what was happening is that because the organization was 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 small and it was growing and there was a lot of change going on, I was dealing with a lot of uncertainty. But I didn't know what that was. No. And so I was trying to predict what the future would be like and all that sort of thing. And you know, I'm not smart enough to predict what the future's gonna gonna be like. No, no nowhere near it. So um I, that's what I mean. I kept on I kept on getting my 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 analysis wrong um and um and then i was sort of thinking you know over time i thought gee there must be a better way either i've got a i've got to go and find a new job or there might be another way and, I, and luckily i was working with some you know some um good people that sort of said well um it, it's not just it's not it's not necessarily you it could be could be in the environment and all that sort of stuff so i thought oh that's a that's a relief um and um so so i persevered and i kept on looking around then i I sort of found um agile and this was probably back in like 2005 2006. okay um agile in christchurch was still pretty new then you know it wasn't it wasn't as ubiquitous as as it is now um and uh when i started going to some found a um it wasn't called a meetup back then but went to a meetup (laughs) (laughs) And started learning more about agile, and realised that, and started learning all all these you know, concepts around dealing with uncertainty and um, not not having to predict, um, get things right up front, and all this sort of thing. And I thought, oh right, maybe maybe there's hope for me. And I went back to the organisation and told told a few people about this, um, but there wasn't really much of an appetite for for adopting agile in that organization at, at the time sure. in, in CIC. and it wasn't until there was a change of leadership probably around i don't know 2009 um so i've been working in this organization for nine years by that by that yeah point, eight or nine years and changing leadership saw my opportunity um got into the year of the of, of the of the new boss and we decided to go down the whole agile path and we implemented scrum and from that point you know it was um it made my my life a lot a lot easier because I wasn't having to, you know, predict um, what was going to be happening in you know six months time kind of thing because that was that was our, our, our release cycles at the time in terms of in terms of software. Um, just for a young growing company, for probably for any company, but a young growing company like like we were then, you know, impossible, re- really hard to do. So, long story short, that's my that's been my, I suppose my my BA and my and my agile journey. Um, can you know using those? Um, I've always liked doing the doing the BA side of things because like being part of something, as I said, and being really curious, and, and that's where the um, you know that's where the um, um, you know leading leading to wanting to do things better and how how could we how could we do things better? So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that experience makes so much sense to me. Mm. And in fact, you're probably really fortunate that you had that experience because oh. you know if you had done gone into a BA role in a big change project and it gone yeah. really well, yeah. you would have been like, oh, okay, great. But the fact that you know it didn't always go as well, and you're kind of reflecting on why it didn't and trying to search for some understanding yeah. there is probably where you get your amazing BA skills from. I would say because you've had oh. that chance to really look at it and reflect and go, huh, yeah. something's not working right here. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've found found out why. So yeah. that completely makes sense quite, to me. Had some quite brutal experiences with some very senior programmers who, um, yeah. you know, 
weren't, weren't shy in coming forward with their opinions about you know my requirements and all this sort of stuff. So that was quite, which have, coming from a, um, I suppose the you played a lot of sport growing up, rugby league and things like that. Yes. Um, that I was used to that. You know, if you if you come off at half time and you weren't playing well, or full time, you weren't, then you know you were told in no uncertain terms yeah. about you know. So, and it was never as brutal as that. You know, it's just an office environment with these guys. You know, oh, that's no good, and that's no. And but it's still, you know, hard to hear that you're not not doing that, doing not doing that good. And um, I always wanted to do really well. Yeah, and um, and you're right. That whole um, business analysis and then agile, you know, it bleeds into leadership and teamwork because you're trying to work out the system in terms of how how do I make this thing hum. So that's yeah. kind of the whole package that completely makes sense. And, and and that that word system, I I don't know if we'll, if we'll probably get into that right, but that that my my BA background or then my analytical thinking, trying to look at the system, is I think even now um, as a consultant and, and as a team leader, mm. um, absolutely crucial because I one of one of the fundamental things that I um, try to bring as a as a as a as a leader is sorting out the system so that the team can work. Yes. And so, being able to sit back and look at the look at the system of the work and get that get that humming, get that get that get get the flow going, um, is really really important. And um, yeah. that I suppose that BA background has really really helped hone those skills. Yeah. Well, let's have a chat about that whole that whole getting the team working and, and flowing because um, I've experienced that through you. So I kind of want I kind of want people to. Um, hear about this as well. Um, so I originally met you through another really great analytical thinker and another BA, Jacinda Jacobs, who was working for me at the time, and she introduced me to you because um, I was leading this IT and digital team, and we had problems. Um, there was just like every operational team, but still, there was just we were too busy, we were under pressure. We had limited visibility of like the type or source or frequency of our, our work. Um, you know, requests came to the team, and often it was just like the loudest voice that was shouting got served, mm -hmm. rather than having a really good understanding of of which work to prioritise first. Um, and yeah. it was a really difficult situation. And I was new to leading an IT digital team. Yeah. I'm like. This is really odd. I don't know what any of my team are actually working on. So how yeah. can I help them if I don't yeah. know, like if I can't see their work? And so this was mm. the quandary which I was talking to Jacinda about, and then this is how she um, introduced me to you. And mm. you started, you came in and you started saying things like, you know, need to find a way to make the work work better, and you need to start. Um, stop starting and start finishing and you know those kinds of things which is all in that kind of agile space um yeah. so you know is that a really common problem that you see among a lot of teams or and if it is like like i know where we started um when you were working with us but where should teams start when they're trying to fix that particular problem because i think it is common i think it's yeah. pretty darn yeah. common actually yeah yeah absolutely Re really Really common. Um, not my quote that stop starting, start finishing. One of the things was Deming, Edwards Deming, W. Edwards Deming that, that came up with them. But I love it. I love that. Sure. Little, little, um, um, it's a goodie. Yeah. It is, it is a goodie. The other, the other good one I was always like sort of talking about is uh, the more you start, the more you start. 
So yes. it doesn't just because the more you start doesn't mean the more you start, the more you start. You know, that's that's all that means. Um, anyway, um, back to the question. Yeah, there is a lot of um, a lot of teams, a lot of individuals that that are that have that um, the curse of busyness, and they're, they're just busy, just busy doing stuff, and so busy doing stuff that you know you can't sort of see the wood through the trees and all that sort of all, all those sort of sorts yeah. of analogies. So, yeah. um, and it's not like managers tend to go off on an agile course. Like they might, and certainly I took my team through that journey, but it's not like that's a prerequisite for management and, you know, controlling work and flow. No, so, no, no. No, that's next right. So I think the question was, where, where, where do you start? Well, you start with where yeah. you're at. That's that's where yep. – um, <laughs> that's gold. That is just start with where you're at. Well, big deal. I mean, what, what, it, what it means is you start with what, what you're currently doing. Right, and the un so what my my sort of approach is, whether I'm a consultant or whether I'm a I'm a team leader, is you, you've just got to deal with the reality. I can't deal with where I want you to be or where I wished you were you you were or anything mm -hmm. like that. You start with, you start with where you're at, and so I'll wise, start <laughs> so, so wise, yeah, so wise, you're genius. Um, and, and it's just more around, you know, sort of really understanding the context in which you're operating. So um, if, if I was to come and work with your team um, at, at, at Cordia, it would be, I can guarantee, it would be different to where I'd, the, the approach I'd take would be different to where I'd, um, well, or the interventions that I'd, I'd make be different mm. to what you do um, uh, at, your, at your old role, right? So yep. um, because every... Every team's situation is completely different. And so I always start by right. understanding the context and, and getting a really good understanding of the context and understanding the work that the team are doing and understanding their objectives, what they're aiming to, to, to achieve and understanding the, I suppose, the current way of working and the people involved, all this sort of stuff. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of sort of discovery sort of work and un understanding that sort of thing, you know, mm. before diving in and saying, you know, shoot from the <laughs> yeah. doesn't doesn't necessarily help um, help anyone but I guess the you know the first sort of thing I always look to try and do once I've done that sort of discovery sort of stuff work is um, visualizing like we said before visualizing the system visualizing the flow mm -hmm. of work visualizing what you current what you currently do and I remember from um, even from um, you know that engagement with with you guys yes. that, that was really hard right because again People don't think about how their work works. No. People just think about doing the work. It's got to do the work, do the work. Okay. So when you sit down and think about, okay, yeah, but what what states does it does it flow through? What happens? What needs to happen before the end? You know, what's the order of the, what are the tasks and all that sort of thing? People just don't don't think about it like that. But you know, we do because we're a bit weird like that. You know, but um, <laughs> but and, and because we know to. You know, to be successful, to to win at work, you've got to think about how you, how your work works. It's a bit like you know, a rugby team. You just don't get out there and play rugby. You need to think about you yes. need to have have a bit of a game plan and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, it's the same same kind of same same sort of thing. Yeah. So we'll yeah to to just wrap that up. We do a bit of discovery work and understand the you know the the, the broader context and what you're trying to achieve and your objectives and all that sort of stuff. And then the first thing we do is visualize the work, and then we go right. Visualize what you're currently doing, the current process, um, and then we go right. Well, then we 
because we've got that context, then we can start looking at um, the different difference between what you're currently doing and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember with that team, there was like this sense of relief, and and we hadn't solved the problem overnight or anything, um, but we had started talking about it and starting to work through it, and sometimes even just that act of okay, we're going to work on this and improve it and it's not going to happen overnight, but we're making like little incremental steps and now at least we understand our work and the flow of it. That just was a big um, de-stressor, I think, for the team. Just just that that much, knowing yeah. where the work is supposed to go and what the work is, yeah. uh, you start to yeah. kind of get more control over it. Yeah, and, and it's weird, eh, because it's almost like um, <clears throat> I was sort of – I went and had a massage recently. And you know when you lie having a massage and you lie on the table and your face is down and your arms are hanging down and everything's and you're just nice and relaxed? It's not very often you get to lie in that position. And even you lie in that position and you feel your body, that's, that's half, half the experience of having a massage. Just, oh, that feels nice. And seeing seeing the work and getting an understanding of the work is smart. Oh, right. Because then, it, 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 you, like I say, you don't need to be a genius to start identifying where things can be yeah. can be improved. You know, we, st we can start implementing work in progress limits or sorting out different states and having policies in, in place or, you know, sorting out our, you know, our, our, our meetings and having stand-ups and reviews and planning sessions and all this sort of stuff, right? That, that, that's, yep. And having, having better meetings, that's, that, that's, that's really good. That's good. Absolutely. Um, but often we need to see the system um, because what we see is like busyness is like the symptom, mm. um, or a team underperforming is a symptom. It's you know you can sort of see that it's yes. easy to see that, but the cause, the root cause, you know, the diagnosis, it could be in the work, or it could be in how the team's set up. It could be outside of the team, you know, the work coming into the team. It could be all sorts of different, different, um, um, different causes, and it might be multiple causes, right? And so. But it's not until you see see the system, see the flow of work that um, that it sort of really becomes obvious. You can start managing it. That's right. Mm, mm. Um, listen, another kind of related subject I've heard you talk quite a lot about is waste in business and teams. And certainly, when you're looking at the system, you're trying to work out where the wasteful kind of areas are. But yeah. can you give can you give the, um, the listeners some examples of what you mean by that? Um, and what are some of the good ways to get rid of waste as well? So, kind of two pronged question there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what, waste comes out of out of lean, and I'm I'm not a lean black belt, you know, super duper practitioner dude or anything else like that. I'm that, that's not me. I, I, I'm curious and learned a bit about it, but I'm not a I'm not an expert. People find you're still very good at training it though. <laughs> I've yeah, certainly yeah. been trained by you, so <laughs> let's not be too honest. Um, but yeah. Um, but, but I, my, my way of sort of, there's lots of different types of waste. That's, you know, there's a whole heap of mm. different, different types of waste. But essentially, I always sort of think about it as, um, it starts with, you know, understanding what you want to achieve, what, what your goals and objectives are, and, and, and that's, that sort of thing. And then um, basically waste is how I sort of think about it. It's, what, it's whatever's holding you back, whatever's getting in your way of achieving what you want to achieve, right? So that's at, at a at a fundamental level. That's mm -hmm. kind of what you're what what you're looking at there. And like I say, there's different types of waste, but again, at the at the next layer down, it doesn't necessarily matter what type of waste um, or, or identifying the type of waste. I, I believe it's about saying right, well, there's there's two sort of types of waste. There's pure waste or um, 
you know just waste um, non-value-adding work mm. um, and and then there's necessary waste now um, there's a key, key difference here so pure waste is things that if, if you're heading um, in that direction and then something takes you in I'm trying to do my hands here and, and, and that, <laughs> yeah um, that's that's pure waste right okay, if you're yeah. aiming to do x but it, ta- ta- it doesn't add anything and that's quite quite simple to um identify and what you want to do then, yeah. get, get rid of it. you want to get rid of it stop doing that thing straight away the necessary waste stuff so um in our in, in, in our work it's things like uh, maybe doing doing some reporting um, yes. like telling people about our work that sort of thing i wondered or, if you were going to say that because it sort of came to mind for me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's the easy one, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah um sometimes having meetings you know having yeah. doing, doing status update meetings those, those sorts of things um it's, they're really easy obvious examples to think of when we're talking about necessary waste so what we want to do with those things is make them as lean as an efficient or as efficient as possible so you want to because you sort of have to do them um, you sort of have to do a bit yes. of reporting you know to the, to the yep, higher up customers that sort of thing um but you just you just want to do enough you know if that's the bar you just want to get over it you don't want to get over it by that much because otherwise if you get over it by too much you don't want to over- overcook your reporting or whatever it is that you, that you deem to be necessary wasters you just want to do enough yes um, because we'll make it's it too hard to compile each month that you have to spend hours doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's taking you away from your from the value adding work. Core function. Yeah. Yeah, the core the core function. That's right. So, um, and then we can start looking at you know the different types of waste underneath underneath that you know the waste of you know rework and um, engineering and you know the waste of human potential and all this all these different type, type, types of waste, um, but. I always sort of think about it in, in quite simple terms. You know, we identify what we're trying to what we're trying to achieve. We identify things that are taking us away from um, or preventing us from getting where we want to achieve. Um, and then, as are those things, are they pure waste or are they necessary waste? And then, and then go from there. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. That's really useful, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, subject. So, kind of agile and teamwork. Um, so when you're training and working with teams on these new ways of working, introducing things like Agile and Lean, um, like it can be really life-changing, I think, for a team. As I said, all of a sudden, a team sort of sees a way forward and it's like, oh, okay, there's this like great new way that I can think about my work, which perhaps mm-hmm. I haven't thought about before. But um, but one of the frustrations I've experienced in, in other organisations is that when you look at these new ways of working, it's... When you're doing it with a team, it's you're actually changing the mindset of the team and um, and hence their attitudes and behaviours. So it's their culture, right? You're changing their culture and the way they completely think about their work. Mm. Um, but often, often culture in particular, you know, exists outside of teams. It, you know, we've talked about teams being within a system, not not just the team being a system. Um, and so that can be a lot harder for teams when they're trying to change the way they're working if they're not if the organization around them isn't changing it at the same time Mm. um so i think unless you really understand that it can be difficult to get really effective change going Mm. because the team's always going to come up against this barrier of the rest of the system Mm. sometimes so Mm. yeah that's a tricky one it is a tricky one it's it's hard we we, again it's another thing that we that we talk that we just um that we find no, that's that's quite common. I, I suppose the 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 thing that I'll say about 
the, the change in the way of working and and implementing lean and agile all those sorts of all that sort of stuff um pe people don't want to implement or they don't they don't want to be agile they don't want to be lean or whatever what they want to do they, they want to win they want to do well they want to succeed mm -hmm. they want to achieve its objectives their business goals they want to be happy at work Absolutely. they want to feel as though they're they're contributing they there's this their engagement is high they're getting job satisfaction that's what they want you know that and and so our approach is to go well really really understanding that stuff what the, what's really driving people and what their what their objectives are and what they're hoping to achieve that sort of thing and then you know subtly in the background maybe using some agile type methods and practices to mm. to help help them along the way um and i think um so just 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 wanted that's what popped into my mind as you were as, as you were talking there um i guess in terms of um the yeah a, a team yeah a couple, couple of things there so i always sort of think about um a team being a being a silo right and we go oh silo silos are bad kind of kind of silo well you know silos are good you know, because they, they they focus your attention. You know, um, you have a silo on a farm to separate the different types of grain. You know, you don't you don't want to mix up your grains. You can't mix up your grains on the farm. They're no good. That's um, true. So so we have we have you know teams of silos. But the key thing is being deliberate about your silos, and then um, and and knowing that teams aren't you know they're not grain, silo grains on a farm. They're, they're teams. We put people into teams so that they. For, for efficiency and, and effectiveness right um so they can achieve get, get more done so they're not being spread all over the place but they don't operate in, in isolation they have to operate with other with other teams and so one team may be more ready for ready, ready to change than, than another team and so what we have to do there is build adapters so um you know T team A is is ready to change, and they they, they want to be they're, they're ready to go, and they want to want want to win, and they want to uh, you know adopt these new new ways of working, all that sort of stuff. That's that's fine. Um, there might be other teams for a million and one different reasons that aren't aren't ready to go, and yes. um, and so what we have to do there is with team A build an adapter to the outside world, or to to the other teams around them. Right. Okay. Um, and, and again. <clears throat> That's, kind of an API. Dealing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly what it is. It's, dealing with, it's, it's, it's building API. Because what you're doing is you're dealing with reality there. You can't just say because, yeah. oh, this, you know, my team, we want to change, so everyone else should. <laughs> you know, wishing doesn't no. matter. <laughs> so we spend um, yeah, a lot of time working, with it, working in teams and then um, helping them with their new way of working, adapt, mm. um, build and adapt. Other 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 teams, they can. Um, it's less disruptive for the other team, but then also, yes, it shows them. You know, it show it shows them how how, how it can be done. So um, that's again, like I say, that's that's the pragmatic nature of what, yeah. what we what we, you know. That's a great idea because um, it doesn't ignore reality, as you say, um, yeah. but it provides a mechanism that can help them cope with that for, for the now um hmm. yeah perhaps until other people um yeah. see the yeah, new ways right. of working and, and things like that yeah, yeah. but you're oh, exactly cool. right you can work you can work with one team and you'll make some make some good headway um because you know, but at some point 
they'll bump up against other teams and they'll they'll only be able to go so far. Yes, um, yeah. Even if you, you know, especially in terms of you know trying to implement organisational agility, um, you, you'll only you'll only get so far with you know ch- changing their way of working with um, with one particular team, and so that's, that's right. when you know we have to start working with other teams or leadership teams and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. So you said leadership actually, and I'd like to have a bit of a chat around that. So. Um, yeah, on the show, sure. I mean, it's digital culture ideas. We often talk about digital culture and then also digital leadership as well. Um, mm. You know, talking about the fact that traditional leadership, which is at very much command and control, being a more, um, yeah, just tr- more traditional style and then moving more towards a, a digital leader um, who sort of is a, a, lot, a lot more enabling and open communication and, you know, fail fast and, and that kind of thing. So... When you're working with teams, have you found that there's um, sort of a better type of leader to work with to kind of help the projects and programs be much more successful? Is that is that a thing, or, or uh, not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we always talk about people, you know, having the right sort of mindset, um, and, and and leaders having having the right mindset, and it, and it, like you say, it is around. Um, Often around being a little bit vulnerable or being vulnerable and yes. accepting that you don't, that you don't know everything and that you can, um, um, you know, sort of like what I was saying um, about my early sort of BA career. Knowing, not 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 pretending that you know that you can that you know all the answers and that yeah, well, that you, you have you, to know all the answers. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And and just accepting that there's a lot of sort of uncertainty. Um, and um, so just even having that sort of um, mindset as a, as a leader re- really helps. Um, I guess the, you know, the, the types of leaders that I um, relate to um, or not necessarily relate, relate to, but I, I th- think of as the um, um, sort, of, sort of role modeling around and it's probably just because where my interest lies in, in, in sport and whatnot, but some of my <laughs> like rugby league coaches uh, that yep. I had growing up, so got to play at a reasonably good level. And so the, the higher up you sort of go, the better coaches you have, right? Sure. And so, you know, I, I, I think back to a lot of what, um, um, you know, they, they, they would do. Um, and in terms of, you know, trying to uh, develop develop the individual, um, as a as a leader, I think that's a really um, that's a really um, a good trait to have. Um, you know, in, in terms of developing the people in your team, or um, developing in, in terms of skills, or giving them a, a broader range of experience and all that sort of stuff. Re- really, really important. Um, I, I guess setting a vision for the team. Um, and so again, with sport, really, really straightforward. We want to win yeah. this championship, or we want to, you know, not get last. Whatever. <laughs> You know, one, one yes, of those things. Yeah. Um, but set, setting a vision, um, because as a as a leader, I think that's really important that that, that we do that sort of thing, um, and and then obviously building the team. And so, Jeep is building the team. Not and what I mean by that isn't um, going out and doing an assault course or something something like that. That's that's part of it, obviously. But um, you know, a lot of people do that. But I I mean you know putting the, putting the Building blocks of a team team together. So looking at the talent, looking at like I say the the vision and the mission, um, looking at the way of, the way of working, um, 
you know, building that, building a safe environment, making sure people got the resources, all these types of, all these types. Of, that's what I mean by, by, by proper team building. You know, that team bonding yes. stuff, the, the assault course or to temp and bowling. That that that, that helps with, with with that as well. But um, what I mean, really, really, really strong team building, and you know, having that, having that absolute relentless focus on results, um, and really driving, mm. dri- driving results. So I. I think back to a lot of my, as I say, a lot of my rugby league and um, other sport coaches who would, um, um, who, who would demonstrate those sorts of traits. And I guess these days, when I'm when we're working with teams, um, that's what we're trying to, we're, we're trying to set up that system in terms of a leadership system as well. Um, because if we don't have those things, then there's a high risk that the team will sort of go off track, regardless of. Ha- of whatever way of working you your um you, you've implemented. Yes, yeah, that's um probably quite an easy analogy for people to understand as well. The sport analogy, because yeah. more often than not, growing up through school, you know, you did you did play in in teams and you know experience that. So yeah, that's yeah. quite a useful frame of reference, I think. Yeah, it, I, I like using sport um for for that frame of reference. It's good, but it's also not so good as well because. We look at sports teams, and you know they they spend a lot of time practicing, mm. uh, and they're practicing to be a team. Whereas our work teams, mm. we don't we don't spend much time at all practicing to be a team. Um, <clears throat> no, getting on with it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good analogy, but it's it can sometimes lead us you know down down, down the wrong path. It's not it's not so good analogy. We want to be like the All Blacks. Well, you won't be because the All Blacks spend, you know. Not for a very for for a start for a start. I don't know. I don't know about um, what happens at Cordia, um, Hillary. But there's not many people growing up um, wanting to come and work at Double O, you know. Whereas there's a lot of people growing <laughs> sure, up yeah. wanting to be all black. You know, everyone wants to yeah. be all black. Not many. They've, uh, they've got an advantage there with the talent side of things for for for, for a start. So there's all, all sorts of yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Um, and on, so on that same topic of digital leadership, so like I, I have noticed, like you've been doing a lot more on LinkedIn, yeah. um, you know, you're now producing short videos up there along with articles and posts. And, you know, I have to say, like, <laughs> double, double O does a really good job of their posts. You know, they're, they're well thought through, they're, um, they're a little bit clever, you're like, um, and yeah, they do make you notice them. Um, so are we going to see more of that kind of stuff from you and from Double O? Is that kind of the new way you guys are going to be communicating all this amazing information you have? I mean, obviously, you're a consulting service as well, and people can buy your, buy your services. But, um, you know, are you going to be sharing a little bit more online and communicating in that way? Yeah, that's the intention. Absolutely. So thanks, thanks for the feedback. It's always you never know. You never know, right? You put yourself out there, you never know how it's going to go. So we have a bit of fun um, putting it together. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we, yeah, we have a bit of fun putting them together. So, and, and we 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 like to think that well, what we aim to do is obviously give something away. You know, try to try to try to give people some some negative some negative gold some somewhere that that'll help them. Um, that's that's the that's the idea, and obviously to tell tell the world about ourselves. Um, but you have a bit of fun along the way. We really like them because it sort of represents us. You know, we're not trying to be, yeah. you know something that we're not um what kind of kind of what you see is what you what, what you get with us we're, we're fairly pragmatic 
um, people. Um, we don't pretend to be the smartest people in the room or anything else like that. It's um, fairly, fairly, fairly humble. Um, but I will say, if I, if I, if, if, if I can, um, an escape from Wordplant, www.wordplant.co.nz uh, um, has she she she's the she's the mastermind uh, or the producer or the director and sort of things behind um, a, a lot of a lot of our content and she makes us look mm. a fair better than what we are. So um oh. yeah, so, yeah. So, well, she, really she's obviously very good and absolute credit where credit's due. But um yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I'm yeah, a, very, very, very I'm clever. Test working mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. Okay, and things as well. Very good, fun team. Yeah, I re, I, I'm one of those people that gets, you know, very self conscious about what I, what I. So I probably can't tell from this, but um, I've got I've got a bit of verbal diarrhea going on. But um, when especially when I when I go to write something down, it's you know I oh jeepers, I don't know what I'm going to say here. I don't know how to say it, and all this. And I just fire off here a couple of bullet points, uh, you know, three or four bullet points, and. All of a sudden, it turns into this paragraph for us, you know, and it's like, oh, that's really cool. Yep, that'll do. Perfect. That's exactly what I want to say. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's she's obviously hitting your right tone and feeling though as well. So she's yeah. capturing your piece, yeah, really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, there'll be a bit more of, be a bit more of that that stuff coming out. Yep. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. I'm following yeah. you. Um, and oh. so yeah, so. Where what's next for you or double O? What are you guys looking? What's the team looking forward to? What's what coming up? You? Um, you know, COVID's obviously been really, um, really, really tough for us, um, and uh, tough for everyone. You know, it's been, been mm. tough for us. So, um, we're very fortunate to be working with some, um, um, uh, a lot of a lot of really good clients, um, helping helping them through COVID, helping them um, react to um, what's what's in front of them, um. We're we're working with um, uh, the Callahan Innovation and on their sort of build build for speed program, uh, which is aimed wow. at yeah, which is aimed at um, sort of late sort of startup um, you know, software companies who are who are, who are ready to grow. And, we've, we've and you're a, putting some frameworks together for them, or yeah, just help, help, helping them with their way with their way of working. Um, so that could cool. be anything from sorting out their teams, sorting out their way of working, sorting out their technology. Um, um, just just help, helping in all sorts of different ways there. Awesome, um, so lucky that, them. Yeah, 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 and lucky us too. So it's it's really good because we're dealing with um, we're working with companies that are ordinarily we wouldn't probably be able. to to, to yeah. work with um, there's a, there's a, there might be a bit of a funding hurdle there and they're so interesting and you get to work um, with some really interesting people and you and, and it's you're not dealing with a whole heap of bureaucracy either because uh, you know they're usually quite yeah. more they're pretty know. lean already <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right um, other than that the tech summits um, coming up yes. in, in November now um, so uh, we're really looking forward to that we'll be we'll be um, shouting the coffees for everyone. Um, the, I did see that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so um, that's our thing. We love we love having a coffee with people, have, have sitting down, having a chat, and um, so. Um, and Excellent. Other, so other, if someone wants to speak to you some more, you'll buy them a coffee and have a chat. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout the coffee. Brilliant. So um, you know, just reach out on LinkedIn, um, and um, yeah, or we'll get in touch via our, our, all our all our name, all our email addresses, and phone numbers are on our website. And, um, yes. Do you want to tell people your website as well? So you, you mentioned people can find you on LinkedIn, obviously, and that's where they can see some of your video sort of content as well. Yep. 
um, yep, so double with, o, with o, what's o, yeah, yeah double o.nz is our website so d-o-u-b-l-e-o.nz so pretty pretty straightforward um pretty easy to find and um yeah that's uh that's our website great Luke, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a pretty special person to me. You really helped me in an organisation um, uh, with a team that we, you know, really got moving in the absolute right direction, which was really exciting to see. And you're one of those very talented people um, as well. That you know, you you just your your ideas are great, and your concepts make people think differently. And I think that's absolutely what makes you a fabulous BA. But um, you know, great to work within that kind of team and leadership space as well. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for the invitation. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Valerie.